0: Good morning and welcome to Naples United Church of Christ. My name is Dawson Taylor and I have the great privilege of serving as senior minister And it's wonderful to welcome you on the second Sunday of the new year as well as Baptism Sunday. And we are grateful to have those who are worshiping here in the sanctuary as well as to welcome those who are worshiping with us virtually. And uh, while I'm thinking about it, if you will, please find the blue registration pads that should be somewhere along your row for those who are here uh, in the sanctuary. And please register your attendance and also ensure that everyone on your row also has that same opportunity. And then those who are worshiping virtually, this is a great time to use the comment section to let us know where you are worshiping from, so that we know how best to be in ministry together. It's already been a uh, wonderful yet busy weekend here. We had uh, two memorial services uh, yesterday, and so... I simply want to say words of gratitude to our staff, to our ministry teams uh, who made those services possible. And then, of course, turn around and uh, to worship services this morning. Uh, But it was such a is such a good example of the church being the church. And so it is uh, an unfortunate but also vital part of life together in the community that we are known together as Naples United Church of Christ. Speaking of colleagues, as you know, we have a very uh, gifted minister for congregational care in Reverend Angelo Wells Bean. She will begin her first uh, grief support group this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. And this is a wonderful way to uh, walk, help walk. Be Helped in Walking the Grief Journey. And I would remind all of us that grief can look very different for all of us. You know, that may be the loss of a loved one, that may be grieving that we are still in a global pandemic, or all the things that we are experiencing as a nation. And so grief can look different. And so I would encourage you, if you are interested, uh, to join uh, Reverend Wells Bean and the, the group that will be starting this Thursday uh, the reason, One of the reasons I bring that up is that today is the last day to sign up for that. So I just want to encourage you to do that uh, following worship in the gathering place. You'll find a place to uh, sign up uh, at table there. And just a side note that Angela shared with us this morning that she is uh, uh, hoping to have and host that group outdoors so that it's as safe as possible fresh air, social distancing, um, and yet remain uh, confidential in how uh, people share. So I just want to pass that along in, uh, in case that's a concern for you. Also, if you are interested in membership and in knowing more about membership in the life of this great church, I hope that you will make plans next Sunday following worship to join us for a visitor reception that will be held in Nelson Hall. There will be more details this week in the e-blast, and of course, we'll give you details next week during worship but if you'll just go ahead and mark your calendar following worship to stick around for a few extra minutes uh we'd love to have you uh to meet some of the lay leadership to meet uh angela and myself and uh an opportunity to get questions answered and to learn more about this great church and so i just want to make sure that that's on your radar Those are all the announcements I have for us at this time, and so indeed, as a growing congregation, let us center our hearts and our minds as we prepare for worship this morning. The heavens open, the Spirit descends, Jesus emerges from the water, and a voice echoes through the blue expanse. This is my child, the beloved, with whom I am well-pleased. Jesus is named, claimed. We too come to the water. We remember we are named, claimed. And so, in that spirit, let us worship the one who names and claims us still as we rise in body or spirit to sing our processional hymn.
1: Please be seated. I invite you to join me in our prayer of invocation, which you can find printed in your bulletins. Let us pray together. Gracious and loving God, you call to us across deep waters and dark places. Yours is the light which guides us and the voice which we follow. We pray that you would reveal yourself to us as we gather for worship may those without hope be encouraged those who are sad cheered those who are seeking find you in the name of your beloved child we pray amen
0: indeed in the spirit as god's people who gather at the river to pray and who gather in the promise of that freedom of new life, let us join our hearts in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we gather in this place for worship this day, mindful of so many things, We are grateful for a new year, new opportunities and new promises yet fulfilled. Yet we are mindful that the changing of a calendar does not magically fix any of life's problems or predicaments. We still battle a global pandemic. There are still children who can see our beautiful steeple, who go to bed at night fearful. There are still those who are lonely and feel isolated, and we still live in a divided nation. However, when we gather, we are reminded that while it is not a magic cure-all, our corporate worship, both in this sanctuary and virtually, grounds us in something larger than ourselves it reminds us that we are rooted in something bigger and more meaningful than the things of this world that alienate and disappoint also when we gather we are mindful of those who have come before us The legacy of generosity they instilled in us and the call to reach beyond these walls. We are grateful for this church and the bold dreams and the willingness to reach out in faith into the unknown that has been a part of our past. We acknowledge, O oh God, the griefs and the concerns of our hearts, both those we have words to describe and those that we have left unsaid in the quiet and intimate places of our souls. Instill in us the assurance that no eye has seen nor ear heard the capacity of to which we are loved and the depth of our belovedness. May our griefs be lighter, our fears lessened because of our faith and, and our dependence on you. We offer this all in the name of the one whom you sent to show us the ways of justice and peace, the one whom we call Jesus the Christ, who also taught us to pray together by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done
1: Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, and the words are printed in your bulletins if you'd like to follow along. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water But the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus had also been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my child, the beloved. With you I am well pleased." May God bless our hearing and our understanding of these ancient words. Will
0: you once again join your hearts with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we continue to give you thanks for the gift of this day. And as we continue in worship of God, we ask that in this time that you would speak either through me or in spite of me. But that above all else, we would hear with clarity what it is that you say to us this day. All of this we trust and ask in your many names. Amen. What's in a name? asks Shakespeare. Well, a lot, it turns out. Ask Essie May Washington Williams. Essie Mae Washington Williams was the oldest child of the late Senator Strom Thurmond, who rose to national prominence on a platform of absolute racial segregation, and had, as a young man, fathered an illegitimate child with a black maid employed by his parents. Following the death of Senator Strom Strom Thurmond, the retired teacher from California revealed the family secret with these words. I am Essie May Washington Williams, and at last I feel completely free. According to subsequent reports, the senator's secret was generally well known, and through the years, he maintained an open relationship with his daughter, albeit somewhat distanced. Ms. Washington Williams also told the press. There's a great sense of peace that has come to me over these past years. Once I decided I would no longer harbor such a great secret that many others knew, I feel as though a tremendous weight has been lifted. Even in the absence of a parental acknowledgement, she found the experience of publicly claiming her identity To be liberating which is what brings to mind this morning our reading from the third chapter of the gospel according to Luke the story of Jesus's baptism as Jesus stands in the River Jordan having just been baptized by his cousin John the Baptist there is no doubt about God's acknowledgement scripture tells us that a voice came from heaven and said you are my child the beloved with you i am well pleased names of course are more than simply identification when children are named names are often selected after people that we love and respect Those names are chosen not simply to honor someone, although certainly there is an element of that. The names of people we admire are chosen often in the hope that young people will grow up with the same virtues, the same qualities as are known in the individual whose name is chosen. And you may notice when I baptize anyone here at the chancel, I never use their last name. Because in baptism, we take on the last name Christian. My name is Dawson Boone Taylor. Whenever my name is in print, I've always asked and requested that my middle initial be used. Why? Because my name is rooted in both sides of my family, and so I see that as a way to honor both sides of my family. Dawson was my great-grandmother's on the maternal side. It was her maiden name. And Boone is from my paternal side, likely the Boones of Kentucky, as in Daniel Boone. Growing up, I always wanted a normal name that you could pick up on a keychain at an amusement park. But as I grew older, I began to appreciate both the unique nature of my name. I've literally only met two other Dawsons in my life. Interestingly, one of them happened to be in my high school graduating class, as well as my parents rooting me in my family. And not only rooting me in my family, but rooting me in both sides of my family. And rarely do I have to tell people my name twice. They almost always remember it. Especially after the show in the late 1990s, Dawson's Creek. What's in a name? A lot. In baptism, you are named, in some traditions, for the very first time. Baptism also sets each of us apart as a particular kind of person, one owned. Claimed, named by God. One called to live out the meaning of this remarkable reality. Certainly the unbaptized also belong to God. But there is no public opportunity to announce or celebrate that fact. Perhaps feeling no particular motivation to act on it. It's all too true that multiple forces constantly try to redefine us and try to claim us for some other family. Commercial messaging attempts to tell us that we are owned by a great economic machine whose purpose is to make us a voracious consumer. Government will attempt, in all, in who knows how many ways, to establish an ultimate claim on us. Other voices tell us that we belong only to ourselves, and that rugged individualism is the supreme God. That's why a day like today and a reading like this is so good for us, reinforcing the message of our baptism reminding us that we have been named and claimed as God's own with all the rights and responsibilities thereto. One of my favorite theologians and preachers, Episcopal priest Barbara Brown Taylor, writes this, I will never forget the woman who listened to me preach on the ministry of the laity as God's best hope for the world. And said I'm sorry but I don't want to be that important like many of those who sit beside her at church she hears the invitation to ministry as an invitation to do more to lead the every member canvas or cook supper for the homeless or teach vacation church school or she hears the invitation to ministry as an invitation to be more, to be more generous, more loving, more religious. No one has ever introduced her to the idea that her ministry might involve being just who she already is and just doing what she already does with one difference. Namely, that she understand herself to be God's child in and for the world. Former preaching professor at Candler School of Theology in Atlanta, Reverend Dr. Fred Craddock and his spouse were vacationing in the Smoky Mountains. When they happened to meet the governor of Tennessee at the time, Ben Hooper, Dr. Craddock and his wife had found a lovely restaurant at a place called the Black Bear Inn. Craddock writes about it in one of his books this way. We were seated there looking at the mountains when this old man with shocking white hair came over and spoke to us. He said, you on vacation? We said, yes, and he just kept on talking. What do you do? He asked. Well, I was thinking Craddock notes that it was none of his business, but I let out that I was a minister. Then he said, oh, a minister. Well, I've got a story for you. He pulled out a chair and sat down. Won't you have a seat? Craddock said, as if it mattered. He said, I was born back here in these mountains, and when I was growing up, I attended Laurel Springs Church. My mother was not married, and as you might expect in those days, I was embarrassed about that. At school, I would hide in the weeds by a nearby river and eat lunch alone because the other children were very cruel. And when I went into town with my courageous mother, I would see the way people looked at me trying to guess who my father was. The preacher fascinated me, but at the same time, he scared me. He had a long beard, a rough-hewn face, and a deep voice, but I sure liked to hear him preach but I didn't think I was welcome at church, so I would just go for the sermon. And as soon as the sermon was over, I would rush out that so nobody would say, what's a boy like you doing here in church? One day though, the old man continued. I was trying to get out, but some people had already gotten in the aisle and so I had to remain. I was waiting, getting in a cold sweat when suddenly I felt a hand on my shoulder. And I looked out of the corner of my eye and realized that it was the face of the preacher and I was scared to death. The preacher looked at me. He didn't say a word, he just looked at me and then he said, well, son, you are a child of and he paused and i knew he was going to try to guess not who my mother was but who my father was the preacher said you're a child of um why you are a child of god i see a striking resemblance And then he patted me on the top of my head and said, now go claim that inheritance. And then the old man who was telling the story to Fred Craddock said, I was born on that day. What's in a name? For Essie May, Washington Williams, and for each one of us, and for Ben Hooper, there is so much. And then we come into church on a Sunday and hear the voice of God say, You are my child, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And we remember that in baptism we are named and claimed as a child of God. That is where we find strength for the struggle, courage for the crisis, and hope for the future. That is where we are claimed as God's family, as God's own child, never alone, and assured that nothing Nothing can separate us from the love of God.
1: Abundant God, we remember that in our baptisms, becoming part of a Christian community is not a meaningless dedication, but a call to be openly devoted to you. The sacrament of baptism is a reminder of all that we have received and all that we are asked to give. Like the heavenly voice you shared with your beloved son, we listen anew for your guidance and your direction in our lives. Multiply these gifts so that our community of faith might be able to continue to follow the path you have laid out for us. Amen.
0: My friends, receive these words of blessing. Let us go into the world knowing that we are named and claimed and beloved. And let us go forth from this place, to find a self you can live with, a cause you can live for, and a redeemer whose love you can live into. And let us go in peace. Amen.